Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're back, Studio 618. And if you haven't noticed, our voices might sound a little crispier this episode. Yeah, we've upgraded. We ordered a new mic. And we are back for episode two of season two. And thanks to your Twitter votes at Studio 618 Pod, today we're going to interview Jake Fine. This is going to be a Jake Fine episode. Uh, before we get into it, I want to have a, a little word um, with our Twitter followers. Uh, not only did Jake Fine beat me in the poll for uh, who should be our next guest, he bodied me like real hard. So. I'm just kind of wondering why you guys all hate me so much. Am I just like I, not I, I, just, I voted yeah. for fine. <laughs> so if it makes you feel better, I voted for you, Andrew. But I think Andrew probably voted for himself too. Andrew, I did. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting bodied. Like these numbers need to look better. I I, I think it's the boyish charm. You know, it's got to be the boyish charm. Well, I'm just like a little bit. You know, I I don't care that you got voted. I just wish it would have been a little closer. Yeah. Put up a fight at least. Yeah, but we'll you All know right. we'll All get right. Andrew. Next Save week. the best for yeah. last. Uh, enough about you, Andrew. <laughs> Jake, I did this last episode. Let's have you give a quick introduction about yourself. Um, Pre college, during college, uh, just let the listeners know what you're all about. Um, well, I'm Jake Fine. For those of you who don't know, I was born in Atlanta. Uh, grew up in Dallas, Texas. Uh, sort of against my will. I don't. I don't claim to be a Texan. I'm. I don't go that hard for Texas, but um, secede. <laughs> yeah, come and take it. But um, I'm an Atlanta sports fan. Still hate the Cowboys. Uh, in high school, I started with journalism, and that's kind of been like the main focus of my life ever since. Still is to this day. So, yeah. I've got a few questions that actually extend from your little uh, bio there that you just gave us. Oh. So, what are some things that you think you, like, that, that characterize you that you would say extend from growing up in Atlanta, and what are some things that you've kind of caught on to from growing up in Texas as well? Well, for the people who hang out with me, I say y'all a lot, and I'll hit people with a howdy from now on, from time to time so that's that's my text I'm showing I started saying y'all because of you and my parents <laughs> are making fun of me <laughs> my dad hates it he hates when I say y'all or anyone says y'all but um I don't know I moved from Atlanta when I was 12 so I don't really see that like as much of a part of me mm-hmm. I just besides I, the sports you think? yeah but I love that city so gotcha. I'm excited to go back some point soon hopefully so, like, what is it about Texas that you don't claim? Like, you know, I, I've heard you say that numerous times. Like, It's, it's, it really is, like, a different country there. <laughs> like, when, when I walked in my first day of school, like, moving to Texas, and they started saying the Texas Pledge, like, there's actually a Texas Pledge that you say every day at school, it was just kind of, like, culture shock. Like, it's a complete different culture there. And, like, all this state pride, like, the Texas flag flying everywhere. I don't even know what the Missouri flag looks like or the Georgia flag. And I lived in Georgia for 12, 7 years. It's just, like... <laughs> 12, 12 to 7. <laughs> it's, like... 12 to the 7. They go so hard for Texas, and I just don't... I don't get it. And then uh, my, my second question extends towards the journalism part of your... Uh, 
your short biography, autobiography. Um, I know your dad has been a journalist uh, pretty much his whole career. So it, do you think that was a huge influence on you and how you kind of chose your route in high school and college? Definitely. Like, that was, like, it's what I've wanted to do, like, my entire life. Like, I grew up, like, everyone's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, your dad was on TV. But, like, that's just something, like, it was just normal. Like, if you. someone's dad was a salesman, like, that's all they know. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I knew was my Shout dad on. My dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I knew was seeing my dad on TV, and it was just, like, so cool, like, going to visit the studio. It was always, like, baseball player, like, that's number one goal. But if I'm not doing that, like, I want to do, like, broadcasting. So, go ahead. Okay. So, like, you know, you've, you've built up quite the resume with uh, journalism. Um, do you want to tell the folks about your Emmy? Like, oh flex on them. Oh flex on them. Clarify a little bit. Um, but back in junior year, me and it was still me and Sola, um, Sola and I, God, and we did a story on one of her friends, who was she was like going to the Olympics for gymnastics when she was like twelve, thirteen. And she ended up, like, injuring her hip and, like, needing, like, a total hip replacement. And, like, that ended her gymnastics career. Like, she couldn't go to the Olympics anymore. And then, like, that year that we interviewed her, when we were, like, 17, she was, like, our star golfer. And, like, our girls' golf team was, like, headed to districts, and we were about to win districts because of her. So it was, like, a cool story seeing, like, her, like go from like the top of the top to like rock bottom and then back up again and then yeah we got to go to san antonio and bring home an emmy that's sweet congratulations so you want to clarify like i've told like my parents and stuff about like the emmy like just like the process because like they think emmy like the big like like, national yeah (laughs) so basically um the emmys have like sub yeah regional contests in like every state for just like um like broadcast news like local news and stuff and they had a new category for high schoolers that year so we entered into the high school category for like the texas lone star emmys so it's not the big emmys but like the people that win still get like the actual emmy trophy us as high schoolers did not which I'm still kind of mad about, School but kept it, right? yeah, <laughs> but I still get to say I won an Emmy, so that's pretty cool. Put that on the LinkedIn. <laughs> um. Anyway, switching gears a little bit. This is this is one of our scripted questions, but it kind of goes along because journalists always have to be curious about things. So, I guess this is a very broad question. You can answer this however you want. But what is something you've always been curious about that you've never really had answered? Who? Who in their right mind thinks it's okay to litter? Whomst? <laughs> that's, that's, li- that's fact. That's like... That's fact. What, what, what kind of a garbage human being just like just thinks an entire McDonald's Garbage bag. human being. Uh, <laughs> I did that on purpose. I'm glad you caught it. <laughs> Decides to just like chuck trash out the window onto the side of the road. Or like leave it in like an ocean or on a beach. Like It's pretty trash in them. There's literally Good. garbage cans everywhere. Like, it's not that hard. Like, I don't understand what goes through people's minds. Have you seen that. the hashtag, like, uh... Oh, yes. The, the trash um, tag? Trash tag. Yeah, yes. trash tag. 
That's cool. like a thing where people that? people are picking up like litter and stuff. I thought like, I think I actually thought true. about this today. Which is it's good. Like cleaning up littering type of thing because I walked to and from work today. I didn't have my car, and like I saw like just all this trash on the side of the road, and like I think what I'm gonna do. Like I had this idea today is carry, like, an empty plastic bag with me places. So, like, if I see something on the side of the road, I can just pull that bag out and put it in there, and then I can carry it to a trash can. Because, like... Man, cares? Because, like, I saw, I saw so much trash, like, yeah. on the walk back. It's sad and, like, I wanted to, like, pick it up, but, like, I, I couldn't hold all that stuff. Yeah. There was so much. And it just made me sad. Yeah, the... Care for the environment, please. Save the bees, save the polar bears, save the trees, save save the whole thing. Save it all. Pick, pick up your litter. Except for mosquitoes. Mosquitoes can die. They're necessary for the ecosystem, though. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we all actually right. have an extremely high population because of the global warming, so... That's fair. Mm. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, we're going to switch it up. A little, little bit of fun question. So, what's your ideal sneaker? Ooh, I know you're a big Adidas guy. Some some runners. What's what's now? This could be Dude. an existing shoe or non-existent shoe. That you partnered like. up with Adidas. What's the what's the Jake fine? Um, like the Sean Weatherspoons. The Air Max Ninety Sevens. Yeah. That that's <laughs> oh, that's like my dream shoe. So like, I'm definitely like a low cut guy. Like, I don't feel like I could okay. look good in high tops because like. I got some small ankles and some small legs, so <laughs> even if, if you're like playing sports or something, like you yeah, don't like high tops. Like I've got, I've got like low low on um, basketball yeah. shoes even too because like I'm just not trying to look clunky, mm-hmm. and like it's either like for me a shoe I either like straight black and white or like okay. a neutral color so it can match with everything, like that's what. My shoes are right here. Now, now what's, a, what, like, what's a funky color that you would wear? Like, I love a yellow. Or, like, a gold. What, what about a light blue? A light blue I can mess with, too. But, like, yellow and, like, gold. Like, I wear a lot of jeans. So, like, yellow looks really good with, like, the blue jean look. Okay. okay. Yeah, it pops. Yeah. So, like, that's maybe, like, a low-cut gold shoe. That might be That might be the Jake Fine. Okay. Now, what style, like... I know you love your Ultra Boost. Ultra Boost, I think, is, like, the best shoe. Like, it's so comfortable, so, like, easy to wear. But what's more important to you, style or comfort? Um, I think it's got to be a mix of both. Pick one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, definite... It depends on the occasion. Because, like... If I think you always gotta go with comfort, dude. I'm with that. I'm well. This is coming from the guy that wears a hoodie and sweatpants like nine, like six out of seven days of the week. Yeah. But like, so like, <laughs> like if I'm trying to look good, like if I'm trying for an outfit today, then like, I'll like throw some of the comfort to the side. Yeah. Like I'll struggle a little, a little bit for a fit. Ooh, quote that. That was kind of hot. Tattoo that. <laughs> that was I'll hot. struggle a bit for a fit. <laughs> All right, moving on from that one, we're gonna we're gonna stick with some uh, kind of random fun questions. 
What is your favorite thing to do in your morning routine? It could be anything from like brushing your teeth, taking your taking your morning shower. And why? And why? Yeah. Gotta explain why. that. Um, it's it's one of two things. It's either brushing your teeth, my teeth, because like getting rid of the morning breath and just like having that minty feel in your mouth is like an amazing feeling. Okay. It's that or like. <laughs> <laughs> doing my hair and like I'm gonna sound oh, really really conceited but like I don't know I like to look good and it's like being able to put effort in to try to look good it's it's fun look good feel good play good <laughs> play good play well um <laughs> alright let's get back to a to a little uh, a little more serious questions what makes you unique? Why why should people care about Jake Fine? Um I think I pride myself on my care for others. Like my number one like goal when I'm just living like my daily life is to just like make other people happy. So like I try to like go out of my way to care for other people and like cheer other people up. So like I think that is what sets me apart from other people. You're so sweet. <laughs> what are you scared of? Um, I've actually thought about this a lot. It's playing one-on-one against Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more scared of you backing me down <laughs> in the paint. But um, for real, like, my number one fear is, like, dying and, like, not leaving something behind. Like, I want to have some sort of impact on the world, no matter how big or small, whether that's, like, how I parent my kids and how I, like, teach them and mold them to live in the world, or, like, literally, like, having some sort of big impact on the world to where, like, I just don't want to die and be forgotten, if that makes sense. Now, now, are you particularly afraid of, like, death itself and the unknown, or are you more afraid of, like, what your legacy will, will say about you? the legacy like I don't want to be approaching my deathbed and like having regrets I want to be able to die knowing that like you did something my life was like a positive thing and like I left good and overall positive on the world what is it that you want to do with your life that's deep (laughs) um to be honest I don't really know like, but I think a path I might end up following is, like, the reason I love journalism so much and, like, why it fits into my idea of, like, leaving an impact is, like, being able to speak for those who can't speak for themselves. Like, giving a voice to the voiceless and being able to tell stories of people who are oppressed and, like, go through struggles and being able to broadcast that and hopefully lead to some sort of change. At what point in your life were you the happiest? That's a real thinker. Um, I'd argue, like, I think this might be my saddest moment at the time, but, like, looking back now, it makes me really happy, and that's, like, um, my last day at school back in Georgia, because, like, I have back at my um, house in Texas, like, 
all these different cards signed by like hundreds of people from my school like all saying that they're gonna miss me and like saying like how good of friends we were and like at the time that made me really sad because I knew I was gonna miss them so much but like looking back on it now like that's like I accomplished my goal like I talked earlier about like how I want to make other people happy and like be a caring person and seeing like all those people so upset to see me leave like shows me that like I'm like being a caring person like having a positive impact on these people's lives have you found it difficult to stay in touch with those people considering you left at a a fairly early age um yeah there's like most of those people like I follow a lot of them on Instagram and Twitter but like I don't remember the last time I had a conversation with one of them like um from time to time this girl Kai one of my friends back from Georgia she'll like message me like she messaged me like graduation like and like I talked about trying to go down there to like for their graduation but like it just never worked out Mm -hmm. and like especially now that like we're at college and like they separated but like I was already separated and then it's like I've gotten even further from them so like yeah it's pretty hard to keep in touch so how did that move like affect you at that time um it was pretty tough it's like I mean middle school is like a terrible time like middle schoolers are are ruthless middle schoolers are evil and like moving halfway across the country at that time is like really rough but like I'm really happy I did it I'm a big proponent of like everything happens for a reason like I met some really good people in Texas and like I ended up at the like number one broadcast school in the nation so like overall a good move but like yeah at the time it was like really tough like making friends and stuff like that to lighten the mood a bit, <laughs> let's let's talk about your diet. Uh, you are known around here for for weighing heavily on grilled chicken. Now, now here's a good question for you. You're a big fan of chicken nuggets, Wendy's or McDonald's? <sighs> Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's. I am still so upset with them because <laughs> spicy chicken nuggets. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Is God's <laughs> greatest gift to Earth. And then he had to go and take it away from me. The boy is hot. <laughs> they were, oh my god. It was the closest thing to perfection I've ever stumbled upon in my life. Wow, that's a statement. So, <laughs> so are you still going to side with Wendy's regardless um, of the lack of spicy chicken nuggets? It depends on the mood I'm in. If I'm in the mood for just like a fatty meal, then I'm going to head to McDonald's because there's are more like fried and fatty type. Yeah. Like no, Wendy's got like quality chicken so if i just want like some quality chicken nuggets i'm headed to wendy's all right quick quick question what's more perfect wendy's chicken nuggets or your hair the spicy chicken nuggets oh (laughs) i'm gonna go with spicy chicken nuggets because like that's surprising (laughs) my my hair right now is a bit long so like 
my hair can get imperfect, but Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets cannot be imperfect. But they can be taken away. They can. <laughs> at a moment's notice. <laughs> you don't know what you have until it's gone. <laughs> Alright. Deep woods green or forest green? And it's why? A stupid question, Andrew. <laughs> forest green. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, like, who... Oops. <laughs> When when you say forest green, mm-hmm. universally, yeah, a picture pops into it people's heads. People, dude, no one says deep. People, yeah, people, people can see forest green. When you say, I don't even remember what was deep, the name. Deep woods green. Deep woods. I don't even know what that looks like. I get a mental picture. <laughs> <laughs> it comes off a little more brownish in my head than like a like a forest green. I think of like very like lush dark green, but like kind of vibrant. And then a deep woods green, I think of like a. Little yeah, poop, a little poop mixed in. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> a little poopy green. <laughs> See, I, you know, I think there's a there's a merit in both. You know, speaking on colors, what is your favorite color? Um, light blue, but like a light light blue, like the shirt, you're like a baby right blue, that like the, this that shirt. The viewers can't say. Yes, <laughs> this exact color that you have no idea what it looks like. Just think, <laughs> just think about it; it'll pop in your head. Maybe it's Vans. Off the wall, dude. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that that'll get them. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying there. to paint a picture, you know. It's a Vans. So if you look at the Vans website and search through their hundreds of shirts, <laughs> you might be able to eventually find this uh, light blue. Restart. I got it on sale on Black Friday. If that helps, <laughs> people probably don't care about my shirt. Okay, <laughs> I like yeah. light blue. That's all you need to know. All right. So switching gears uh, once again. You're a big sports fan. Uh, How many times are we going to switch gears here? Uh, maybe like a couple Th- This car's times. on manual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're a big sports fan. Uh, all your favorite teams are Atlanta. What, what's your favorite sports memory of all time? Could be personal. Um, could just be in general. Well, it's not the 2016 Super Bowl. I'll tell you that much. Um, That's a yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It's... I've got two pop in, two come to mind, okay. and and they're personal because like no Atlanta professional team has really done anything except right. Atlanta United, but no one cares about soccer except for me. So and Europeans, <laughs> yeah. And so the first one is my last game in Georgia for the little league team. Like we know we know we're moving <laughs> to this point, okay. and like this is our last game like in this park. Like I grew up playing baseball in this park. And it's the championship. Ooh. Two outs, last inning. Tying run walks up to the plate. I'm playing second base. Okay. Hits a little blooper. Shallow right field. I range back to my left. Falls into my glove. Championship. Wow. Yep. The That's Little a, League MVP. The are made of. <laughs> 12U Thunder. That that was the dream team right there. <laughs> or no, 9U. 12, something like that. 9 to 12. <laughs> so, you know, broad age range. There, young. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the second one was um, 13 year old All Stars in Texas. We were in the district championship. Um, we had led the game pretty handily most most of the game. And then the last inning, they were making a comeback. They had bases loaded, one out, and the tying run was on first, I think. 
So the like the winning run, like it was the bottom of the last day, and the winning runs up at the plate. And they brought my dad was the coach. He brings me into pitch, just just to paint the scene for you. I at this point am probably four foot eight, four foot nine. Playing, <laughs> throw, throw maybe forty five miles per hour, and they bring me in to try to win the district championship. All change ups. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like Bro, catches people my fastball was a change up, but then my change up like it was a fastball broke broke people. Oh my god, <laughs> they just weren't ready for it. So they bring me in to pitch. I strike out the side, and we win the district championship. You're wow. an athlete, dude. You were born yeah. for this. <laughs> an absolute and then, ogre of a man. And then everyone outgrew me even more, and I couldn't play baseball anymore. So, so I moved to golf. <laughs> and then you started recording the football players. <laughs> exactly. So, so what is it about, like, baseball and sports in general that, like, you love so much? Um, For me, playing sports, I don't know. I like it because, like... It's such a uphill battle for me, and that when I succeed, it feels that much better. Like today, we were playing at the rec, and like when I'm guarding that six foot nine basketball player. Can you, can you tell the listeners your yeah. height just for? <laughs> I'm five foot seven and three quarters. Maybe three quarters, <laughs> but I say I'm five eight. So we'll go with five eight. Because that's a U.S. average, baby. <laughs> <laughs> just slid into the average height, but um. So yeah, we're playing pickup basketball today, and I somehow get stuck guarding the tallest guy on the po- court. <laughs> on the pool. <laughs> <laughs> and I held him to two points. Like that, just like and to see like and he I'm, was getting so yeah, frustrated. He was he getting calling fouls on you <laughs> when you're playing. Me. Like yeah, to see that like I'm frustrating like this six foot nine basketball player who probably played in high school. I didn't make my seventh grade basketball team. I'm not good at basketball. But like, to be able ten in our rec game today, though. Yeah, (laughs) double digits, baby. So to be able to like do stuff like that, like, it's that much more rewarding for me. Okay, what what is it about like being a fan of sports too? Like you, I mean, like you're a pretty dedicated fan. And and by bystanders, I mean though you were mad about going to work today because like Atlanta United played. It's just like something to be passionate about and like put your energy into and at the same time it's like fun to learn about like um to know like all the players on the team like their stats like things about them like matchups stuff like that is a lot of fun so so now you've got the triple threat of sports you you've played sports and you you still play sports you're a fan and you watch sports and then you also work and report on sports, what do you think is your favorite and why? Oh, huh. I could put them in order for you. Okay. I think my favorite has to be um, covering sports. Because, like, like, journalism can sort of be like, ow. Um, <laughs> my funny And <Hey>, one. <laughs> Like, journalism, and especially, like, I like doing, like, creative media type stuff, so it's, like, almost, like, an art piece to tell, like, the story of a game in a certain way and to, like, capture shots and, like, present them in a certain form or fashion. Like, 
it's a lot of fun. Like, it makes you feel like you've contributed in some way. And then number two would have to be watching. Because, like, you can be passionate and, like, show emotion. Like, that's the one downside of, like, covering sports journalistically. Like... It's so hard to, like, yeah. keep in the emotion. Yeah, when I'm, like... When I was sitting, taking pictures of the Mizzou football game, and I had to, like... All I could do was, like, a fist bump, like, down below my hip. Because, like, I can't, like, jump up and down and, like, pump my fist and scream when I'm sitting next to, like, Oklahoma State's, like whole team and I'm covering it like journalistically so like that's what you get in like watching sports that you don't that's so much fun and then last would be playing because I'm five foot eight and I'm not good at a lot of sports <laughs> so like is the sports journalism field something you want to go into yeah for sure and I think like probably it's going to be in that creative field like I said because it's like a little bit of like the art form, like I said about, and then also when I talked about, like, learning and, like, being able to, like, devote a lot of, like, because, like, gaining knowledge is something I love, too, and being able to gain knowledge about, like, something you love and then do that for a job is just perfect. So, so now one last sports question before we wrap things up and you leave the audience with your parting words. What, can you tell us the story about when you went to the 2010 All-Star game in Dallas? Oh, my God. So, so my dad used to work for NBA TNT, and he had some sort of contact that got me to be a ball boy for um, the 2010 All-Star Game in Dallas. So I was basically, like, walking around with my dad, who was, like, reporting on stuff, like, courtside for, like, all the festivities. I, favorite, I got to meet a bunch of, like, players and got a ton of autographs it was really cool experience favorite player i met was actually cp3 okay and like a lot of people hate on cp3 especially lately because like the way he plays apparently and apparently he's not a good team player but like he like sat he was injured at the time so he was just watching he like talked to me and my brother for like five to ten minutes and was just like such a stand-up guy and (laughs) My least favorite player that I met there was LeBron James because Mans was surrounded by three security guards and little, probably four foot two at the time, like <laughs> 10 year old Jake walks up just once LeBron James autograph. He's watching like, I don't even know, like some like, it was like worse than the Rising Stars game. It was like some G League game or something. And like, the security guard, he kind of, like, pushes me away. No autographs. I'm like... So dang. LeBron... LeBron didn't do anything, but you harbored that grudge for... Yes, a long time. <laughs> I've only recently gotten over my LeBron gr- grudge. I hated that man for a long time. Wow. All right, well, I think... Yeah, I think that does it. Is there anything you'd like to tell the audience here that we might not have touched on? Um, short people matter too. Ooh, <laughs> the short kings out here. And do not pick short people up. We don't like it. It's not cool. You don't look cool. We get it. You're strong. We get it. We don't weigh a lot. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. All right. I think that's gonna wrap things up for season two, episode two. 
Thank you guys and girls for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday as we interview anyone but Andrew Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. All right. Thank See you guys, you guys for listening. Next See you next week. See you.